Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 690. Chapter 106, Returning. After my encounter with the Cathay, it was a long time before I was my right self again. I slept a great deal, but only fitfully, as I was endlessly set upon by terrible dreams. Some of them were vivid and impossible to forget. These were mostly of my mother, my father, my troop. Worse were the ones where I woke weeping with no memory of what I'd dreamed. Only an aching chest and an emptiness in my head, like the bloody gap left by a missing tooth. The first time I awoke like this, Valerian was there, watching me. Her expression was so gentle and worried that I expected her to murmur softly to me and stroke my hair, as Ari had done in my room months ago. But Florian did nothing of the sort. "'Are you well?' she asked. I had no answer for this. I was blurry with memory, confusion, and grief. Not trusting myself to speak without bursting into tears again, I merely shook my head. Florian bent down and kissed me on the corner of my mouth, looked at me for a long moment, and sat back up. Then she went to the pool and brought me back a drink of water in her cupped hands. Over the following days, Valerian did not press me with questions or try to draw me out. She occasionally tried to tell me stories, but I couldn't focus on them, so they made less sense than ever. Some parts made me weep uncontrollably, though the stories themselves had nothing in them that was sad. Once I woke to find her gone, only to have her return hours later carrying a strange green fruit, bigger than my head. She smiled shyly and handed it to me, showing me how to peel off the thin leathery skin to reveal the orange meat inside. Pulpy and tangy sweet, it pulled apart in spiraling segments. We ate these silently until nothing was left but a round, hard, slippery seed. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. This is sweet. This is Florian trying to be a nurturer and not really nailing it, but doing her best. Yeah, which is relatable, I think, to, to many people. Certainly it's relatable to me when someone is in distress and you don't know what to do to make it better, but you're trying everything you can think of. I'm very interested in the fruit. Yes, we'll learn more about the fruit and the uh, edible flora of the fae on tomorrow's page. They're certainly very interesting and magical and, you know, too good to be true. I think it's interesting that he expects her to behave like Auri, and we learn something about Auri, that she is a natural nurturer. I don't know that he necessarily expects her to act like Auri. It's just that because the last time he felt like this, someone treated him that way. So it's not that he expects her to be like Auri. He expects to be treated a certain way. And he specifically says that her expression was such that he expected her to behave the way Auri behaved when Auri was tending to a distressed Kvothe. Right? Like, it's it's not exactly that he, like, that he's, like assuming that she's going to behave like Auri, but that she does something that reminds him of her. Yeah. If that makes sense. Kvothe also almost like seems reduced to like 
a childhood state of distress here because like I as an adult I haven't often experienced the kind of like overwhelming depth of sad feeling that I like I don't know how to explain it to someone in words just makes me cry when I like try to think about it but I certainly felt that way more as a kid like you don't have the words to express the complexity of your feelings you just cry because you can't do think of anything else to do yeah well it's also I mean I, I understand it as there's nothing to compare it against like part of the reason that you you know you you cry less or emotions seem to get less intense the older you get is that you have more experience and you have more to explain it against but you know it, it, it's very much like what you're saying it's like the the equivalency of of childhood again well and the way you put it actually makes a lot more sense because Quoth has never experienced anything like this, right? Something basically telling him all his worst fears about himself are true. Digging into the parts of himself that he dislikes or is ashamed of the most and laying those bare, like, in words in front of him all at once. This is also a little bit similar to Quoth wandering in the forest, wouldn't you say? Like, a- like when he was a kid. Yeah, he's a long time before he's himself again. He sleeps a great deal. Uh, I mean, he doesn't describe dreams at the time, but certainly to be kind of in a long fugue as you come back to yourself. I'd, I'd say this is a trauma, maybe not on par with losing his parents and being abandoned in the woods for God knows how long, but he's certainly reliving that trauma and something else. There's also, so you know, he is very much under the Cathay's influence, if we can believe best. So maybe there's sort of a magical hangover that's also in effect. Yeah, like there is something about his state that almost seems like it might be supernaturally uh, inflicted on him. And and Felurian is like worried that he's somehow been like infected by it, right? So like even though it didn't bite him, which is what she's concerned about, maybe there is, as you say, kind of a lingering curse. Yes. If that is indeed how it expresses itself. Yeah, Jordana, what is intriguing to you about the fruit on this page? Uh, that it's such it, that it's two like significantly different colors on the inside and outside, which is like it's not it's not like it doesn't occur in reality, but it's not common. Yeah, it makes me think of like a cantaloupe, uh, but also like an avocado, especially with like the round like the. But kind the of, like, inside feels like a spirally orange. I, I read spiraling as being like something that doesn't exist in nature, not just the segments, but like almost like a like an orange that's wrapped around in a spiral rather than. Yeah, like if you took being... the inside of an orange and like twisted it, that's kind of what I feel like it would be like, because then when you peel the piece out, it would like spring. Yeah, like an onion. What? No. <laughs> Have you ever cut an onion, Jeremy? <laughs> you can like open up an onion such that it spirals out like that. Okay, yes, but not at all the same as an orange that has been twisted. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm saying that I don't imagine it the same way you're imagining it. Like okay, the comparison well, that you I should have started with tonight. that. <laughs> I, I think there's only one legitimate imagination for any anything that happens in this book, Jeremy. And if you don't align with our imagination, then your imagination is not valid. Well, Nick, I agree with you that there's only one correct way to read the book, but I guess where we disagree is that I'm doing it right and you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and I think an onion is too skinny. Like the pieces of an onion are too skinny in my mind for this particular 
Because it's really, really big. Like, I feel like something that big would have to have, like, a... I don't, I don't know. Well, Jordana, I'm going to... But also, okay, do... wait, wait. It's like if you took if you took a cantaloupe, an orange, and a peach, and you put them all together because it's got a seed in the middle. Oh, but the seed is slippery, so it's like an yeah, avocado, well, actually. Jordana, don't... don't you, save it for tomorrow because we learn even more about the seed on okay. tomorrow's page. This is a very involved process of eating this thing Fine. Mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of layers to it much like an onion uh, okay. oh it's coming together oh wait a minute <laughs> the uh, onion theory is bearing fruit fine, fine. we'll discuss That's more right. fruit tomorrow well but jordana hold on i just like you earlier you said that like it, it it's too big to be like an onion and i want you to do a little thought experiment for me i want you to like picture an onion in your mind's eye yes now picture it but bigger yeah, but I've never seen an onion that big. Use your imagination, Jordana. I don't want to, Jeremy. Wow. I'd rather use my imagination to combine fruits than to enlarge an onion. That's not as much fun. And Jordana, that's why society is going to the dogs. I really like dogs. <sighs> is there anything else we want to talk about on this page? Okay. I want to talk about dogs some more. Listeners, okay, well, you can listen to us talk about dogs on tomorrow's page. Uh, the wind. wind.